Could an old friend return to the Great American Ballpark Mound? There is an awesome rumor about a former Red possibly coming back to Cincinnati. We're going to talk all about that because it absolutely has me pumped. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, is off today. He'll be back tomorrow for a live Aloha edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Today's podcast and every podcast is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, there is an awesome rumor surrounding a former Red that surfaced early on Thursday morning, and we're definitely going to get excited about this rumor because it fits the bill, and I'm going to tell you why exactly the Reds should follow through with it. Plus, the Baseball America Top 10 Organizational Rankings for the Reds is out. We're going to take a look at that and why there is still a move that the Reds could make that is even more important than what they could do with this rumor that is out there. Okay, the rumor, the rumor, the rumor. You're probably tired of me saying the rumor. It's been reported, and this is from MLB Network's John Morosi. The Reds have made contact with Johnny Cueto and expressed interest in a reunion. That is awesome. And I know Johnny Cueto is going to turn 37 in February, but hey, he fits the mold of what we talked about this offseason. The Reds need a veteran starting pitcher to kind of anchor down this rotation. Could be a fourth or fifth starter, something like that. Not anybody that's going to be the ace, but somebody who can kind of be the veteran presence in the locker room, if you will. Johnny Cueto is that guy. The Reds should absolutely be all in on this. In fact, um, I think they should sign him yesterday because he's exactly what they need. Last year, he was phenomenal. He had 158 and a third innings pitched across, across 24 starts. He did make one relief appearance. He had a 3-3-5 ERA. That sounds like old Johnny Cueto to me, even though this is old Johnny Cueto, but I'm talking about young Johnny. Okay, I confused myself there. I'm talking about Johnny Cueto from earlier on in his career, but no, last year was his thirty, his age 36 season. He had a 3-3-5 ERA, and his fielding independent pitching, his fifth, even said that he wasn't getting that lucky, his fifth, or, or he, he was not a overly lucky pitcher. Again, I keep tying myself in mental pretzels here. Okay, yes, FIP says he still pitched good, 3.79 FIP compared to the 3.35 ERA. Now, he did have a below-average strikeout rate, but he didn't walk anybody. I mean, we're talking about a 5% walk rate. That would be phenomenal. Just absolute mm, ah, music to my ears is what I would see with that. And, and he was very efficient with his pitches in each start that he had, he averaged 98 pitches a start, just 15 pitches per inning 
really. And if you want to continue to say, man, he's, he's kind of in the latter half of his career. Why on earth did he have such a Renaissance? Was he just getting really lucky? His BABIP, his batting average on balls in play was right at league average at 295. So it wasn't as if he had a phenomenal defense there behind him in Chicago. The, the White Sox were very happy with what they got out of Johnny Cueto. Now, the interesting thing about this is Johnny Cueto's market value, as it were, uh, according to Spot Track, is around $14 million. Some might say that prices the Reds out of this, but the Reds currently set at $73 million total for their payroll. Last year, they were over 120, literally a $50 million reduction. And as we continue to say, they are looking at Joey Votto and Mike Mustakis' contracts coming off the books next year. They could get Johnny Cueto for a one-year deal, maybe a one-year deal with a team option or something like that for like, you know, $14 million probably. I, I think that he would take that. The, the question is obviously would he come back and how many contending teams are knocking on his door right now? How many uh, potential World Series candidates are looking for rotation depth? Johnny Cueto could provide that for them. So the biggest question in all of this is why, or what's the holdup? And it's just, okay, does Johnny Cueto want to return and come to a situation where he knows the Reds aren't really playing for anything and he's going to be more of a mentor? I would love, love, love to see this. In fact, yesterday we said that today we'd give you a, a rumor update on Corey Kluber. This completely distracted me because if this happens, much rather this happen than Corey Kluber. Listen, I, I know I've talked about Corey Kluber being the guy that the Reds should go after, but Johnny Cueto was better than him last year. And if Johnny Cueto has interest in returning to Cincinnati, I don't know what the front office is waiting for. I love this report. And again, I'll show you. It's the tweet from John Morosi. He says that the Reds have expressed interest in a reunion with Johnny Cueto. Now, what that interest looks like, how deep the interest goes, and how much of a connection that they really have – that is a different question that I don't necessarily have the answers to, but Johnny Cueto fits everything that we've been looking for this off season because we said, okay, the Reds need catching depth. They need outfield depth and they need pitching depth and nobody that's going to block any possible prospects from coming up and playing. Johnny Cueto is not going to block anybody. In fact, he's going to solidify this rotation. He's been relatively healthy ever since his first couple of years in San Francisco. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do again this season, wherever he goes. I've been rooting for him ever since he was traded by the Reds because, again, this was the similar situation with Luis Castillo. They just weren't going to sign him, so they had to trade him. And I'm very hopeful that a reunion like this would happen. And by the way, the Reds are not adverse to bringing back players. That is something that they've done plenty throughout uh, my lifetime as a fan. Of course, the most recent and obvious one I can think of is Bronson Arroyo. And I could definitely see them bringing back Johnny Cueto. That would be phenomenal. Look, he's exactly what this team needs. The Reds need to sign him yesterday. I would love this, this rumor to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see how much credit the rumor has. I know that John Morosi is a guy that I have on the list of, okay, well, if he reports it, I still probably need two other reports to solidify this. But again, this is a rumor. This is a hot stove thing. The Reds hot stove is a cooking and Johnny Cueto is what's on the menu. Johnny Cueto is exactly 
what the Reds need. They should sign him yesterday, man. Do it yesterday. But you know, in regards to this offseason, Johnny Cueto would be nice. That would definitely move the needle quite a bit. But there is something that the Reds can do that would be more impactful than adding Johnny Cueto to the rotation. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. But first, uh, just a quick note. Um, look, you're, you're hanging out with some friends, and you're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think for calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over coming up tomorrow on the podcast. We'll continue with the hot stove as rumors are building about what the reds may do. Plus it's Aloha live Friday, which means you get to drive the ship. You're not going to miss it as Steve and I go live tomorrow, 1 30 PM Eastern. Make sure you join us and jump in the comments section and let us know some questions, comments, whatever you've got about the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Signing Johnny Cueto would be nice. And I would love that. I, I would so very, very, very much love the Reds to bring him back, but make no mistake about it. Even if they did that, there's still something else they could do that they can actually do. That's within the realm of possibility for this franchise that they should do. And that is the Cincinnati Reds would absolutely get me excited. They get you excited. They generate all the buzz with the fan base and they begin solidifying the future. If they extend Jonathan India this off season, hear me out on this. This is why I think it's Jonathan India that needs that first extension that deserves that first extension from the Cincinnati Reds. He has got leadership qualities. Who is the guy? that everybody's been turning to ever since really ever since Nick Castellanos left and all that stuff, but even more so since Kyle farmer left, it's Jonathan India. He is taking over kind of the, the figurehead leader role of this team, the vocal leader, the guy that everybody looks to even Tyler Stevenson kind of alluded to that in his conversation with us last week, Jonathan India has got those leadership qualities. He's also shown the amount of heart and the amount of loyalty that he has to this team last season by playing through multiple injuries late in a season in a season where wins didn't matter. Think about it. The Reds were playing games last year, pretty much since May, but definitely August and September and October that didn't matter. It was all about evaluation, figuring out who you had, figuring out who's going to be here and figuring out who you need to move on from. Jonathan India, after suffering some crazy injuries, including something called compartment syndrome that I will continue to be like, uh -huh, has absolutely continued to show that heart. And he played through it the entire year. He came in every single day. He played 
just about every day. Like he had a couple of off days here and there, but pretty much every day for the rest of the season. And we can talk about his performance and how it definitely suffered from playing through those injuries, but he showed heart. He showed character. He showed the kind of guy that this city, that team, and even the coaching staff can get behind because he was like, no, I'm playing. I don't care. You're telling me this. And, and, and we've had conversations before about how, you know, it's kind of up to David Bell and the training staff to be like, Hey, we probably need to protect you a little bit better because if it's left up to Jonathan India, I'm pretty sure it's like a black Knight situation here. If you're talking about like the, um, the Monty Python and the Holy grail thing, like if he lost both arms and both legs, he'd still be like, ah, whatever. It's a scratch. Come on. I'm, I'm batting lead off. Right. That's Jonathan India, man. He's got the heart. Plus, he is a good player. I know that we like to talk about that performance issue and how he kind of had a down year as a sophomore in his second year, but I think he is still a good player. He showed through that stretch, and I, I, I had it in an earlier episode. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about how there was a period during the season where Jonathan India showed that he can still be elite and that there's still that ability within him. And I believe that that's something he will show this next year. He's going to bounce back in a major way. And you, you heard David Bell talking about him at the winter meetings and how he is already determined to make this year, not just better than last year, but better than his rookie of the year campaign. He wants it. He absolutely is ready to go mentally just has to make sure his body's ready to go physically, but he is a good player. I think that if you're looking at the biggest thing that the Cincinnati Reds can do. They must extend a core player, and that core player is Jonathan India. I, I I thought about Tyler Stevenson, but I'd still wait a little bit to make sure that he can be healthy. Coming off of a year where he only played 50 games, that's kind of tough to be like, let's commit a lot of money toward, to him for a lot of years. I want to see, and what I'm even talking about with an extension, I definitely want to see at least six years with Jonathan India, maybe seven if they can. Buy out some of those free agency seasons as well but lock him up because you're talking about the future of this franchise and the core guys to build around. Jonathan India is absolutely one of those key guys, Tyler Stevenson as well, but I still wait a little bit to see maybe wait a season, maybe in the middle of the season, if he's really showing some good stuff and he's showing that he's healthy, maybe then you start to talk to him about a a long-term contract. And then, of course, you know, looking at Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, they all need to prove that they can go an entire season with good performances, consistent performances, and good health. I think that those guys are obviously the anchor of the rotation moving forward. Those are going to be the guys that you build around on the pitching staff, and you want to keep them multiple seasons. But if I'm looking at the most important guy out of these five guys, I'm extending Jonathan India yesterday. And that would be the most impactful move that the Reds can do, that the Reds are plausible. It's plausible for them to be able to do this. They could do this right now and it would get me fired up. It'd get you fired up. It'd get the team fired up. It'd fire up Jonathan India. Jonathan India has set through a couple of different seasons watching friends get either unceremoniously traded away or forgotten about as they hit free agency. So to him, He's probably wondering a little bit in private circles. I'm not sure that he's really made this public, but in private circles, he's probably wondering like, how long am I going to be here? How much can I commit to this team? You give him that contract extension, boom, you got your leader. And that is what they should absolutely do. Because it, I also look at this too, 
as opposed to Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green, or Graham Ashcraft, I would extend a position player over a pitcher right now. Again, those guys, the pitchers have shown immense talent. And we've talked about this before with Bronson Arroyo, where he's like, the pitcher is as close to what you have as a quarterback on the baseball field. You don't have a quarterback type position on the baseball field, probably the catcher, but even still, I would look at this and I'd say, based on everything that Jonathan India can provide and how long you expect him to be good, I think that's the guy that you look at first. And I think that position players overall get have less of a chance of a career altering injury. Pitchers will always have the risk of Tommy John. And as much as it's, it sucks. And, and as much as it, they've had advancements in surgery and, and the ability to rehab from that and things like that, I still think that a investment in a position player, looks better than an investment in a pitcher sign Jonathan India. I mean, you, you would take care of the two birds with one stone. You're helping to solidify the future of the franchise, which is the most important thing, but you would also generate fan buzz because I, I'm getting these questions and this isn't something that the front office is considering in any of the moves that they make, but I'm getting some questions from people like, how do I invest in, in, in a player? If I have a favorite player on the reds, how do I invest in that guy? If I'm worried about in two years, he's going to be traded. You sign Jonathan India to a six or seven year extension. You watch those Jersey sales go up. Maybe you see ticket sales tick up a little bit and you're definitely going to improve the morale of players of Jonathan India himself and of the fans do it, do it yesterday. That's what I'm thinking. So when it comes to solidifying the future of the reds, what are we talking about here? Because I think, you know, based on what the Reds did at Reds Fest and based on some things that we've talked about this offseason here on the podcast, the future is bright for the Reds. And Baseball America released their new organizational prospect rankings along with an interesting look at the future lineup. They they always release like a couple years out, so they have their Reds lineup for 2026. One particular player stood out to me in that future lineup. I'll tell you who and why coming up next. But first, today's episode is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports wagering information, where you can find the latest player developments, team matchups, podcasts, news, and in depth articles and analysis on every single game out there. Whether you're talking about the NFL as they go through the stretch run headed toward the playoffs, you've got NCAA basketball that is in full swing, you've got NBA basketball as well, you've got the college football bowl season is starting, the, the Bearcats and the was it the Wasabi Fenway Bowl this Saturday? I think there, last I heard on the radio, there's going to be a huge snowstorm hit Boston. Might have an interesting looking game on Saturday, uh, Cincinnati against Louisville. But lots of great stuff. Plus, you've got MMA, you've got boxing, you've got golf, literally all of that stuff can be found at betonline.net because betonline remains your continued source for all your uh, live betting for your up to the minute scores for every sport out there. They've got point spreads. They've got money lines. They've got over unders. They've got prop bets galore. Check them out today. Betonline.net. You can check it out on your desktop or your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because bet online is where the game starts. 
Make sure you're following us on YouTube. If this is your first time watching, thank you so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you click the bell to get notified. We're going to be with you all off season. Coming up next week, we are actually going to truncate the schedule a little bit. There'll be about three or four episodes a week instead of five episodes a week. We'll do that through the rest of the off season leading up to uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, but we are going to be here every step of the way. If there's big news, there will be coverage about it for your Cincinnati Reds. So make sure that you're following us. Also make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's and you can follow the show at locked on Reds. All right. Baseball America released their new organizational rankings, not their new top 100 in all of baseball or anything like that, but just looking at the Reds in particular in a quick look at the top 10, you'll see there's only two guys that the Reds drafted slash signed initially. Elie de la Cruz, who they signed as a international free agent. Noel V. Marte from the Mariners in the Luis Castillo deal. Edwin Arroyo as well. Cam Collier, who they just drafted last year. Christian Encarnacion Strand and Chase Petty, both from the Twins and both from separate trades. Spencer Steer from the Twins as well. Sal Stewart, Connor Phillips, Brandon Williamson. Fill out your top. 10. Really nice to see Connor Phillips really jump up there. He's he's made quite uh, quite pr- a lot of progress over the last season for this Reds team. But overall, I mean, obviously, Ellie De La Cruz, your number one prospect. And Baseball America released something interesting because, I, like I said, they like to look at what the future of the team looks like, what a future lineup will look like. And in 2026, they have something interesting. So projected 2026 lineup. Catcher, Tyler Stevenson. First baseman, Christian Encarnacion Strand. They still have Jonathan India at second base. Third base, you've got Noel V. Marte in the year 2026. Left field, you've got Jay Allen. Center field, you've got Ellie De La Cruz. Right field, you got Cam Collier. And designated hitter, you have Sal Stewart. That's the one. And I mentioned a, a player that really kind of stuck out to me. Ellie De La Cruz in center field. I'm kind of in on that, actually. I I, kind of like that. I don't necessarily have like a deep scouting perspective or, or, or some sort of analysis that I can give you as to why. I just think that that would work. You hear about his speed. You hear about his arm. He would fit well in center field, I think. Plus that bat, man. That bat, he, he could play any position on the field. And he's going to fit right in. Like you always hear about, well, you know, he's a good hitter for a second baseman, but if you move him to third base, he's not that good. That's not the case with L.A. De La Cruz. He could be designated here. He'd be first baseman. He's going to be one of the top hitters at whatever position he plays for the majority of his career. I firmly believe that. So if you can tell me you can turn him into a center fielder, I would love to see that. And the fact that he is so athletic, he can fit in anywhere I love that. I'm I'm still a little bit tarnished, I think, by the Reds trying to move around Nick Senzel and them messing that all up and his development development never really getting off the ground. But I also think that Elliot De La Cruz is the uh, definition of a metaphorical unicorn. I mean, this dude is phenomenal at everything. There's no part of baseball that he's not good at, and every single evaluation that you hear from anyone that's seen him play, everybody's just like, this dude is the real deal. And I don't want to compare him to anybody because it's not fair to him and it's not fair to them because he's not like anyone we've ever seen. 
But also to look at that too, it's nice to see the rotation. They have Chase Petty as the third starter. They do have Brandon Williamson as the fourth starter. They have Connor Phillips as the closer. I wonder if they think that the Reds will trade Alexis Diaz between now and 2026. But honestly, th- that is in the middle and and Baseball America is not trying to make some grandiose claim about the Reds aren't going to acquire anybody from outside the organization. This is just looking at what they currently have and what their team will look like based on that in a, in three years. I, I, this is going to be right smack dab in the middle of their window of contention. And if right smack dab in the window of contention, they have a line, they have a lineup and a rotation full of guys who are either um, arbitration eligible or just out of arbitration and maybe on their first contract extension. That just looks absolutely brilliant for this franchise, a franchise that doesn't want to spend a ton of money. Now that's also considering, I think maybe at least the majority percentile of what could happen for each player. I don't think that they're, you know, they've got the 99th percentile outcome for a player's future considered in here. But I also don't think that they have the one percentile because as much as I love to focus on the good and I love to be optimistic about players and about the reds in general, there is still things that don't pan out and there's going to be things that happen to some of these prospects and we're not going to see them. That's just, that's the nature of the beast here where there's never a scenario where every single farm system has everybody pan out. I mean, one of the more recent examples in major league baseball that I can think of is the obvious catcher prospect for the San Francisco Giants and Joey Bart. There are some questions as to whether or not he's actually going to do it and whether or not he's actually going to be a big part of the Giants moving forward. They thought they had their next big dude. They thought they had their next Buster Posey, but that's kind of a high bar to set for anybody. And I don't know that he's going to hit that, at least not what I've seen in different reports and different things that I've read. So it happens. It happens every single year. Not every single one of these guys are going to pan out, but it's very awesome to see. And one other note on the top 10, I'll throw it back up for our YouTube crowd. One other note on this. Look at this. All these guys, except for Cam Collier and Ellie De La Cruz, were acquired via trade by Nick Kroll. Let that sink in for a minute. If anybody has criticism, criticism of Nick crawl, you're criticizing what you don't know. We don't know if he's going to build a winner. That is still a question mark. And I'm not giving him an a plus for that. I'm giving him an a plus for setting the base for laying the foundation of where this team can build from. He gets an absolute a plus for that. Beautiful, beautiful work by Nick crawl. This, this organization is set up with multiple darts. And we talk about this all the time. Like, like I mentioned, not every prospect pans out, but you need as many darts as you can throw at that board as possible. And, and Nick crawl has done that through the moves that he has made. And I'm very, very excited to see how these guys develop and how this roster develops over the next couple of years. But like I said, man, go get Johnny Cueto today and extend Jonathan India yesterday, because that. You, you want a successful offseason in my books. If you do those two things, you almost don't even have to do anything else. They will. They'll do a couple of other things. Nothing as impactful as those two moves, but those are the two moves that you do that. You're going to get an A in my book for this offseason because they were never going to sign those big guys. They were never in on as much as I love to talk about Trey Turner a couple of weeks ago. They were never in on him. They were never in on Aaron judge or anybody like that. 
And as much as you could say, well, the numbers would line up that it could work out, it's just not going to happen. But Johnny Cueto could happen, and that has me excited. And that is where we're going to end today's podcast. Thank you so much for watching, for listening to this episode of the Locked on Reds podcast. If this is your first time, make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss anything that we've got going on for you. And what we got going on for you here tomorrow, it's an Aloha Live Friday edition of the podcast, which means you get to drive the ship. Come ready with questions, with thoughts, with comments about this Cincinnati Reds team. And we will try to get to everybody as we take a look at this offseason. Plenty of rumors that are still building around this Reds and Reds team and what they're going to do this offseason. We'll cover that as well on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day can all be found on the Locked On Sports Today podcast, and they do it in 22 minutes or less. That's Locked On Sports Today, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. And by the way, just like Locked On Reds, it's produced by me. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Uh, as the offseason goes along, you know that we'll be covering the rumors. You know that we'll be covering the news, and we'll be looking at all the different prospect information as well because we are Locked On Reds every single day.